Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Today, we are celebrating episode 100. And with episode 100, I wanted to make this episode extra special for the listeners and introduce you all to the rest of my family. So if you hear these kids in the background, or the two children, the two young ones here in the background, that's Isela. And then the other one is, say hi. Hi. What's your name? Emlyn. And that's a little Emlyn. And then we have... I'm Jada. Hi, I'm Mia. And I'm also here. Hello, everybody. This is Mari. So we wanted to bring everybody in and just kind of <laughs> chat a little bit and try to do it with the kids here. So we'll see how long the little ones will let us record. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we just wanted to get in here and talk a little bit and, and, and celebrate this 100th episode. Like it's been pretty crazy just to think when we started this, I'll even ask my daughters. So you remember when I first started talking about this, when we first started talking about the podcast? And so when I said I was going to have a podcast and we we're going to have minority money, I mean, what did you guys think? I thought it sounded really cool. Hmm. I didn't like expect it to be this long. I'm like, this successful, but it's fun to see you working on it. Well, first of all, thank you. That's a huge compliment for my daughter. That actually, I felt that. That felt good. Thank you. Thank you. But to go 100 episodes and to have you guys watch and, and see what's going on and just to remember what it started like and where it's gone. And, and Mia, what were your thoughts? Mia, what did you think about the podcast when I was getting started? I just thought it was pretty cool because, like, I never put much thought into any podcast but when I see you do it I thought they like were more interesting and it seems like you grew pretty fast so I liked it I liked the idea of it yeah and I think it was more so and I just yeah thanks and I think about when we first started and having you guys come in and making you guys a part of the intros and making you guys or not making but allowing you guys to be a part of the intros and getting you involved and having you talk to you about some of the topics that I was going to talk about and even your own entrepreneurial journey that you guys had with the businesses that you started. I thought that was for me as the dad sitting here talking about all the stuff that we talk about on the show to hear you two actually go out and try to start some businesses, just making some extra money and stuff. And that was super exciting for me. So Mia, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about yours, I want Jada to share too, but we'll start with you, Mia, a little bit about the business that you started. So I started the lip gloss business. I started it in 2020, the last part of the year. When I made the business, I was just really excited because I love using lip gloss. So I thought it would be fun to like improve lip glosses because I noticed when like they're too sticky or something. I thought it would be fun to like improve them and sell them to people. So like when you were making them, so what was one of the things? Because I remember this conversation. And so it sounds like this was, you started, I remember this and I was like, wow, she wants to make the product better, right? That was the whole outset of why you started to make the lip glosses, right? Yeah. 
And so what did you find when you started to mix all the ingredients together to make lip gloss? How would you make sure that it was to your liking? So when I did it, I like looked up, I researched a lot of it. What oils like do they use in lip glosses and which ones make them like thinner, I guess, or not as sticky. Mm -hmm. So I would just, when I was mixing it all together, I would just make sure that it wasn't sticking too much to what I was mixing it with. But that when I would lift it up, it was still not too watery. Mm -hmm. So it still fall easily. And so when you're getting your business together, then you had to come up with the pricing. So how did you come up with the prices for the lip glosses and stuff like that? When I bought all the products to make it, I bought them all from Amazon. So actually, I'd ask you for help. So you helped me do the math for it, like how to add it all and then divide it by how many ounces Mm -hmm. in the bottle Mm -hmm. and then see how much time it took to make them. And then that's how I priced them. So when you started to get that, what was that exercise going through finding out the price like that? What was that like going backing into the numbers? That's basically what you did. How was that? It was a little confusing because I had to measure everything, like how much was inside of the bag of the lip gloss base mm-hmm. and how much it was for like a certain amount of ounces of all the oils I had to use and the containers and all the stuff I had to use to mix and like put it into the lip gloss containers, everything like that. It was kind of confusing on how, what I was supposed to add and then divide Mm -hmm. stuff. But after you helped me, it seemed a little bit easier. Yeah. So were you able to see the correlation between the time that you spent and the price that you charge for the products that you're selling? Yeah. So I don't remember exactly, but I think it would take me 20 minutes to make 10 of them. Mm -hmm. So after a while, I would get tired of making them, but I still did. Mm -hmm. It's like people ordered them and I got to get them out at least in the one to two days. Mm -hmm. I had to make them so I could just give, like, send them out to people. Mm -hmm. And so that would interfere, I guess, with like what other stuff I had to do. (laughs) Go ahead. So it was like, harder to do other stuff, but so that, like I priced it based on that and how much everything cost. And so how did you like being an entrepreneur? How did you like it? How was that experience? I liked it. I was never bored. Like if I was like, if I was like, oh, there's nothing else to really do, then I would just take more orders and just make sure made other ones. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Was, it kept me busy, basically. So what would you say was one of the highlights, highlight moments from running your business what was one of the business like your favorite moments as business owner it made me happy when people would do reviews i guess like mm-hmm. they would tell me how they liked it because most of the time they always said that it didn't dry really fast they told me like it would last long and it actually moisturized their lips mm-hmm. and it made me feel like i was succeeding in what i wanted to do for them succeeding yeah and that's good because you went in to make the product a specific way and then they're giving you reviews about the product the way that you made it that has to be incredible now what do you think about your furthest customer where was the furthest shipping that you had where's the furthest thing you shipped to i think the furthest one was alaska Mm -hmm. i got four orders in alaska Mm -hmm. when like i seen the order i was so excited because i was like someone from alaska wants to buy it Mm -hmm. that's super cool i was excited when you told me that i was just like wow you know you got some it's always fun, you know, when the friends and family immediately buy it. But when you get those people that don't know you, you've never met and they're all the way across the country, 
that's kind of a big deal. So that, I think I was super impressed when you did that. Is there anything else you wanted to share about your business or about becoming an entrepreneur at such a young age? How old were you when you started your business? I was still 13. Okay. Yeah. So you're 13 starting a business and absolutely, I'm incredibly proud of you. Okay. So I want to switch over to Jada a little bit and talk about her business. <laughs> it's a little different story with her business, but you did get it started. So let's talk about it. Tell them a little bit about it. Before I move on to Mia, did you have a business name? What was the name of your business? My business name was Triple M Cosmetics. Triple M. Why'd you name it Triple M? Because my full name is Mia Miles Mattingly. So like there's three M's. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a full name. Triple M Cosmetics. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. And Jada, talk to us about yours. I think I wouldn't really call it a business. Okay. But it was just a way to have fun and make money. But like in sixth grade, I think in sixth grade, I would just make slime because it was popular. And there would be people at my school that would want to buy it. And I just remember that me and my other friends were also selling slime. And it was kind of turned into a competition at one point. So I would just try to make mine better than hers. Like have packages better than hers and prices better. And it was fun until... They told me I couldn't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so they stopped. They put a stop to the business. Yeah. So what happened? Why they shut you down? There was someone that left the slime broken in the bathroom because it was in glass containers. Oh. And they found out it was me. Mm. I was selling it. Mm-hmm. Y'all caught selling slime at school. Talk about a proud dad moment. I was like, you know what? <laughs> And I'm not even being funny. I was like, you're out there because slime, remember that slime, all the kids had slime. You guys were over here with all your borax stuff, making all this slime. And I remember we talked about the pricing and how long it took you to make it. We did the same thing that we did with Mia. Okay. So when it came to the packaging, talk to us about the packaging. Why did you think the presentation was so important? People like to buy stuff that looks nice. Yeah. Like if something looks ugly, not going to be interested in buying it based on what. Right. So what's something else as we're talking about these businesses and just making money and stuff like that? One of the things that we talk about on the podcast is we always talk about education. And so over these hundred episodes, we've had some episodes about education. We've had obviously tons of money about finance. We've had episodes about family and we've had episodes about a little bit of everything. When it comes to education, though, one of the things that we always talk about on the show is talking about education. And so for both of you, this is something that I think would be huge in talking about what education means to you. And when I say that, I'm talking about, because both of us, we were talking about this prior to recording, we were both talking about what college you guys want to go to and why. And I always love to hear this, the why behind why you guys want to go to the college that you're going to go to. So Jada, let's talk about that a little bit. And like, if it changes, that's okay. If you end up changing your mind later, there's nothing wrong with that. But as of now, what college would you like to go to? I want to go to UCLA for freshman year to like study linguistics and psychology mm-hmm. and then transfer later on probably abroad to like be able to study languages better mm-hmm. and just different cultures and people and all that that's gonna be fun you're gonna have fun doing that that's gonna be tons of fun so do you have a specific country you want to go to when you go abroad is there something that like you're saying you know what this is the country i want to go to hopefully the one closest to us that we can get to you the closest but the fastest but where do you want to go 
I think maybe South Korea or maybe another country in East and South Asia. I really want to go to both of them. Okay, Southeast Asia, East and South. Yeah, okay, that'd be cool. That's going to be a long flight for us, but we'll go come visit you when you get out there. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Any reason why? Why, why the interest in culture? I think it, it's all really special. And it's something that you would have no idea about unless you go out, learn about it, and experience yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just like a way to connect with people in their own special ways. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that, I mean, I have to agree with you. I think culture is so fun, especially when you can embrace someone else's, right? And especially when it's not something of your own and you got to go out of your way to learn about it because you're interested in it genuinely. And that's always cool. So Mia, what college do you want to go to? I want to go to Stanford University. And why do you want to go to Stanford? Why Stanford? I want to go to Stanford because it seems like a really good school. (laughs) And when I've seen like the percentages of how many like black people go there, it's mm-hmm. really low. So I thought it would be cool if I was one of the not so many black people that went there. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like not as, it'd be like kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to go there. But I'm not sure what I want to take when I go there. Mm-hmm. I just might want to go there. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And things will change. Like sometimes you'll see, you know, you might right now, I know it was linguistics. When we talked to Jada earlier, we had talked other times we talked about some type of a tech career. And so we were talking about going to Berkeley then. And then I know we talked about something different with you too. You talked about being a veterinarian at one time, which things change. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's all I wanted to let you guys know is you guys are you ladies will always have the ability to change what you want to do. So I would say sky's the limit for both of you. I'm not just saying that because you're my daughters, but I'm saying that because you guys are incredibly, incredibly intelligent young ladies that can do anything. And I wanted to get on here and just have you two on here with me because we were able to, because it's the hundreds show and I couldn't think of a better way than to have my two daughters on with me recording. And so as we're wrapping up the show right now, I'm sitting here and we're looking at the numbers and it's episode 100, the listenership in 85 different countries, 85 different countries. When Jada was saying earlier, like to see the success for this, just last month, we won an award for Walk the Talk for the Advisor Podcast Award because they said that we walk the talk about changing the complexion of wealth, about making a difference in this industry, about impacting the lives of the minority communities all across the world. And sitting here, even as we're recording this, and we're sitting here coming to you from Madera, California, the thriving metropolis, the place that a lot of people probably don't even know where it is until we say something. You got to Google it. But we have been able to make this kind of impact here. And it's only because of the listeners, because of the support that you guys have given us over these 100 episodes. We cannot thank you enough. We want to continue to give you great content. We want to continue to have great guests on. We want to continue to fight the fight to change the complexion of wealth. Did you ladies have anything you wanted to say to the listeners? Anything else? Mia? Yeah. I thought that we would talk about Zoom. Talk about the Zoom? About class, like school. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let me back up a little bit. We were supposed to talk about that, and I forgot about that. So how was that? Because we know what that was actually. Great, great, great. I'm glad you remember that. We're going to back up a little bit. So what we had talked about before we got on here, we're going to talk about their experience of going through distance learning, through the Zoom classrooms and stuff like that. And so, yeah, Mia, you brought it up. So talk about that. How was that? to go from for the last that pandemic and then have this happen. 
Well, at first, because when the pandemic started, I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So classes weren't mandatory, like online, we didn't actually have to go to them. So all of a sudden, when summer was over and the classes were mandatory for like eighth grade, it was so different because I was doing nothing for I don't know how long. And then all of a sudden, I just had to be at class, but it was at home. So it felt like it wasn't mandatory, but it was. And it was kind of hard to not focus, but like change my mindset of what I was supposed to be doing in class because I was at home and normally my mindset at home isn't to like be focusing on school all the time it was like I felt away doing like classroom it was kind of difficult but after a while I kind of got used to it and then we switched to in-person learning and then since no one had seen each other in such a long time, we were always just talking. So it was kind of difficult to switch so much. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think I liked it a little bit because I didn't have to go to school. <laughs> oh, Mia, 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 Mia. All right. Well, online school works too. There's nothing wrong with that. But the overall experience, I mean, I think as I watched you guys navigate that, I watched you navigate it. Yeah, I can only imagine how difficult it was. I did some online classes in college and that was only a couple of classes. And I was very specific about not wanting to do online classes because there is a level of difficulty and adjustment that you have to make. Yeah. So Jada, what was your experience? Not not necessarily like just talk through the transition going from going in-person school, not going to school and then trying to get back. Yeah, just talk through that. It's definitely different from being there in person. Learning through the screen is a little bit harder because you don't get to interact with anybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big part of how I learn by like just asking for a lot of examples and maybe staying after class and asking to go over stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had interventions and stuff like that that I would go to, but it's just a lot different. I think with it being online and at home, it's kind of, there's not a lot of structure to how it would be if you're in person. You'd have specific times where you'd eat or study and all that stuff. But at home, it's kind of hard to know when to set aside like time to do anything after in class. Mm-hmm. I think just setting aside time was kind of hard to do because it all felt like clumped together. Yeah, I think what you ladies experienced was what everybody in the world experienced, right? They're trying to adjust to that, working at home. And it was a really tough adjustment, you know, even for us with our firm, you know, we had to, you've seen it, you guys watched me work from home and seen the total change and stuff. So I felt you guys, I felt the pain and I understood how difficult it was, but you guys know your dad, so we don't make excuses. So we just keep moving, right? And we kept moving. And I think you ladies did a tremendous job making it through those changes. And I think it was more so about just being able to adapt. It wasn't necessarily perfect, but we were able to adapt, overcome, move forward. And, you know, we talked about it. I think that was, I don't know, did talking about it help? Like me asking questions to you and talking through Zoom with you or seeing me on Zoom every day too. (laughs) How's that when you're on a Zoom meeting for class and then I'm on a Zoom meeting talking to clients? I think the biggest Mm-hmm. when you were asking questions about what we did in class mm-hmm. and if I didn't pay attention and I was <laughs> like 
we just learned the same thing. <laughs> but so I had to start paying more attention because I was like, if you ask me a question, we're not going to be doing the same thing for two weeks. Yeah. So I had to start paying more attention. Oh, parents, parents going through the online learning too. That was tough just to adjust what you had to do there. Definitely, definitely. That was tough. And I'm glad that things are going back to normal. I'm glad we're going to be able to get through this pandemic. I mean, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Did you ladies have anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah. If you had, like, usually, you know, I have those four questions I asked all the people. But today we're going to do a little different. I'm just going to ask you two, if there's another young lady out there, another young lady out there that might be listening or someone's parents that are listening and they want to have their daughters you want to give them a word of advice, a word of encouragement, not only to men, but I mean, not only to women, but anybody, anybody, any words of encouragement that you could give to someone. We'll start with you, Jada, since you're the oldest, we'll go ahead and start with you if there's anything. And if you have something great, if you don't, that's okay too. I don't really have anything to say. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Your brother and sister outside have tons to say. So Mia, do you have anything? I just say, Yes, from like quarantine, like the whole pandemic, I think that you just have to realize that it might seem like everything in your life, I guess, is crumbling and it might seem like it's not going to get better, but it will. One thing that you can always keep in mind is there's always a rainbow after the storm. And right now, you just if it's a hard time in your life, then you're just going through the storm. The pandemic is starting to get brighter. So, like, we're starting to get closer to a rainbow in the world. So, just always remember that things will get better. We just have to go through it sometimes. Very well said. Very, very well. I love it. I love it. We're not even going to add anything else to that. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. And today I was joined by my beautiful family. And my lovely two daughters, Jada and Mia. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now. And give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.